Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's guest uh, is a friend who has done a huge amount of work around aging, a guy who is here with me at the Abundance 360 event put on by Peter Diamandis. If you're a longtime listener to the show, you already love Peter. He's been a guest on the show several times, a, a dear friend. And uh, we're at the Beverly Hilton, actually in my hotel room, doing a live interview. And Sergey Young here uh, has been a member for a long time and is behind the Longevity X Prize. And his goal is to live to 200, so he's making me look like a slacker with my 180. <laughs> and uh, he wants to bring a billion people along for the ride. Sergey, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here today. So you're investing $100 million in longevity right now? Right, yeah. Okay. That's what we do. We, it is for last 12 months, we did invest it uh, in at least 10 longevity-related technological companies. Why longevity and why now? I mean, you, you have, you've run like multi-billion dollar investment funds before. This is a small amount of money compared to what you've done oh, in your yeah, career. Oh, yeah, exactly. What, 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 like, that's a pretty random change. Yeah, it is. So... It goes on so many levels, right? We always, the disappointing fact about the people that you need to have a wake-up call to start to take care of your longevity and health. So my wake-up call was, you know, I went, I've done a blood test, I had particularly high cholesterol level, and they said, well, Sergey, you need to take statins. And I, my question was, is it one-month thing, two-month thing, or three-month thing? And the answer is, uh, no, you don't get it. It's for the rest of your life. And it's like a subscription plan for is. internet marketing, I mean, but even well, better. Funny enough, actually, because <laughs> I'm an investor, right, for the last 20 years. So I actually went to financial reporting on the com company who produced the statins, and apparently it was like the second largest revenue driver for them for many, many years, right? So, and I, in my, my kind of first education is chemical engineering. So I, yeah, I, I did a lot of chemical research around that. And obviously, you know, I decided that, yeah, I'd like to take a different avenue in terms of you know, changing my health. And I started to experiment. I mean, not to the way that, you know, Dave Asprey uh, does. It's, it's very difficult to reach this level. But, you know, changing the diet, uh, doing a lot of exercises, taking supplements. And my cholesterol level decreased by 25% in the course of four months. Without any drugs? Yeah, yeah it that's just, not possible. Yeah, it's Sergei. a lifestyle. C come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that's that's my personal stuff. So then okay. I started to. How, how old are you? Yeah, I'm 48. Okay, so we're yeah. about the same age. Yeah. So and then I started to share my experience with so many people, and what I found is that what I, so I've consulted just like 10, you know, very you know big guys, billionaires, etc. I've consulted you know my housekeeping lady my driver so for me it's it's really like it was it was not really important like you know i'm trying to help with and uh, you know apparently you know I, I got a lot of fellowship i saved so many lives and frankly speaking when you got a call saying well sergey we're so happy you pushed us to do this you know checkup stuff you know i got early stage cancer you know i'm fully treated now i'm recovery path you know saved my life uh, like five seven calls like that and you only hook with longevity so that's that's personal it, perspective <laughs> it it's true i was at uh, nobu last night yep. and 
the waiter came up at the end of the thing and he said, Dave, I just have to tell you, my, my seven-year-old grandmother was diagnosed with cancer in her leg and she went all in on Bulletproof, refused to have her leg cut off, did you know, the other cancer treatments. And she's written a book on adventure climbing and things. But Amazing. he's like, you saved my grandmother's leg. Amazing. And, but that kind of thing, like you're saying, all it takes, you realize the ROI on changing the angle of someone else's life with knowledge that we already have as a species, it's kind of a, it's kind of a good thing. It is, yeah. It feels really good. And the, the best audience you know, I, I had, I know we need to move to kind of other pieces around why longevity from business perspective and from society perspective. But <clears throat> the most rewarding conversation I had that I arrived from LA to London Heathrow, it was Monday morning. And you know this 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 whole discussions with uh, border control guys uh, who control who can check your passport. Like, what brought you here? And I'm like, you know, I'm doing longevity, right? My my aim is to change one billion lives. You know, people to live hundred at least hundred happy and healthy years. And the guy was like, well, this is probably the most extraordinary extraordinary thing that he he uh, heard for the last week. He was like, really? <laughs> so I end up with doing 15 minutes lecture. You know, for the whole shift, there was like 20 guys, you know, they, they were they were changing these shifts. So they, they had extra 15 minutes oh, after their cool. job. So and it, it was like the most interesting audience I've ever had. I mean, it's still uh, 20 guys. But I mean, if you can see the hope, you know, in their eyes and realization that so many things that they can change with their health and longevity, it was just amazing. The idea is that everyone wants this, and there's this stereotype that actually pisses me off, uh, that it has to be expensive. And it, in Superhuman, right. my book, everything in there, here's the free version, he, and here's, here's why it works, here's the free way to affect it, here's the moderate cost way to affect it, and here's what the crazy people who run $100 million longevity funds yep. are doing. You know? <laughs> yeah. but, but, but basically, there are techniques for everything, but do you really have hope? that the things that you know, I might try, like I, I did this crazy ozone dialysis thing for immune molecules two days ago. I have like needle marks on both arms because yep. I washed all the blood in my body, okay? It, is this going to become something that you know, your Uber driver uh, has access to or is there always going to be sort of a tier of these are the aging therapies that you really have to take a month's salary to do? Yeah, so I think there's you know, two aspects there. But before that, you know, spot on, the mission of Longevity Vision Fund and my mission is to make longevity and health, you know, as affordable and accessible as possible, right? So I think that today in society, we have so many dividing things. So, you know, we like almost need something which would unite the nation and nations as well. So I, I th you know, I think that, you know, longevity and extending our healthy and happy lifespan, is just amazing things. So, but then speaking about affordability and, and accessibility aspect of that, in Longevity Vision fa Fund, the only technologies and companies that we're investing in should pass affordability uh, filter. So we do invest intentionally in something which would, you know, provide extremely uh, affordable version of that. And there's so many things you can do for free, right? Just going, you know, coming back to the basics, relying on, on the capability of your body to self-heal, you know, to 
eat vegetables and then you know have an opportunity to like you know clean you know all these systems right or avoid you know hormones or you know in other medical stuff which is sometimes you know we face in the meat so that's that's and and people ask me like do i do you do i need to buy muse to meditate and what I'm saying, you know, human being doesn't you know, need a lot of gadgets actually to stay healthy, right? Just doing the you know, usual regime on that. But, you know, having said that, well, let's think about the mobile phones, right? Now, like 20 years ago, then, yeah, I think it was 20 years ago, and when we, you know, all, you know, got this invented, it was like the most expensive stuff, right? Oh, crazy. Yeah, it was much more expensive than, you know, like an average car. You know, these days, you know, yeah, is everyone can have it. So I do think there's there's certain very fast progression in terms of affordability of each technology. And even if it start like really expensive, there's this amazing opportunity in three, five, seven years, you know, for this to be affordable and accessible. My career in Silicon Valley has has just shown me so much about exponential change. And Peter Diamandis, your mutual yeah. friend, um, who's part of Bold Partners, uh, one of the investment firms you work with, um, they. They've shown us what exponential change really feels like. Today, what I'm doing with Bulletproof, you know, for all of the streaming, even the fact that people can watch this video, right. I put together one of the first corporate video streaming things over the internet that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, and this is now free. And some of the things that I do with Bulletproof just every month, that I, it's a $500 of hosting or whatever, I used to write a million dollar a month quote for things like that at the beginning of my career. This is just over the course of 25 years. Yeah. And so I look at that and I say, all right, you know, it, it, these gadgets we're talking about here, uh, you know what? We've always been able to meditate without a, a gadget. However, the way we did it was we'd say, you 10 usually guys, go sit in those caves for the next 40 years and tell us what you find out and then pass it down to the next 10 guys will sit in caves and eventually we'll get some data. Right, so I feel like the gadgets can make it faster, but there's also, did you go to CES this year? Uh, yeah. So there's a huge number of completely useless gadgets, things that never should have, they're wastes of human potential and wastes of plastic and electronics right. uh, that don't solve any meaningful problem. And when it comes to something like meditating, if you can get a 50% better meditation in, in half the time, all of a sudden there is an ROI on the gadget and with longevity. If there was something you could do, it only took you 12 hours a day, and if you just did it every day and you live twice as long, would you do it? Yeah, 100%. Well, the problem is all 12 hours of your day are now taken up by doing this thing. I don't know that you would actually yeah. want to live twice as long if every day for 12 hours you had to be in a machine you know, breathing and with an octopus on your face, yeah, right? I'm just crazy about this whole thing. <laughs> would yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, you would? So, but but that's, that's the thing we're going through is like how do we get efficiency? Because if you live a long time, you still want to have a life. And how do we not waste time living a long time? Are you investing in things that let us live longer, faster? Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, okay, what what's is, an example? Yeah, what's the what's the best way to to you know look at this? There's there's so many exciting companies that we invested in. So one, you know, think about Freenom. Well, that's the company who actually you know help us to do early stage cancer diagnostic. Is and this then, blood or how does it yeah, work? Yeah, so you know basically they 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 have portfolio of cancers. The yeah. first they started to work with is a colon cancer, and the colon cancer is extremely invasive procedure. You know, I've been de delaying my colonoscopy like for two years.
years because I'm so afraid of it. And you know, right now they're developing almost like a box solution when you just you know it's just a little bit of your blood, and then you see are you in risk you know category yeah. on that one. And they and they and they just adding up every six to twelve months, you know, more and more cancer types there. And that's in terms of affordability, you know, of that. I mean, that's probably going to be what five, you know fifty. Hundred dollars, you know, type of you know diagnostic tool. So that's that's amazing. That's incredible. I did, and I can't off the top of my head remember the name of the the lab test. It tested for nine types of cancer yeah. from blood. So I, I ran that. It was a lot more than fifty or hundred bucks, right? Uh, because I'm curious. I've done all these regenerative therapies that cause cell growth uh, for youth and cell growth right. equal cancer. So I passed that with no problems. And I did the super high resolution MRI that looks for early detecting cancer. There's nothing going on. So this whole idea that you know you can you can cycle growth and that you can take care of your mitochondria and the vast majority of cancer are not going to be a problem if your mitochondria work right. It seems to work at least for my little guinea pig experiment of yeah, myself. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think what is exciting is, you know, if you catch early and that you know two killer monsters are you know, after 50 years old at least uh, are heart disease and cancer right yeah. so this is more than 50 percent of the death so if you do like really early cancer diagnostic in today's world uh, it's 93 to 100 percent recovery rates you well, know depending on the type of cancer yeah obviously like for for majority of the cancer types so we like think about 20 years ago you know people were delaying the day when they would knew whether they have cancer or not, because cancer was kiss of that. Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, we obviously this is, this is a long way for us to go to fight this completely. But in like even last year, six out of ten, uh, you know, top revenue drugs in U.S. was cancer treatment. I mean, let's actually show you how expensive is that. But obviously, you know, in your progression for this to be much more affordable and you know accessible, it's just another five, ten years. Something that, that I think is built into our decision-making networks, even the, decision, even the decision-making networks that are outside of our brain throughout our tissues, we have this short-term bias because you'll see someone who says, you know, I'm willing to spend with my insurance company's help, but and we both have friends with plenty of money who say, right. I just spent $20 million solving my cancer because I didn't want to die. Right. So when you're facing a potentially end-of-life scenario, you just go all in. Right. And so we invest just almost disgusting amounts of money in, in cancer research, to make cancer drugs that right. are ridiculously expensive. But we spend very, very little on this, wait a minute, what if I could just double my lifespan by taking, by the way, I from my book, my research, there is no one anti-aging drug you're ever going to take. But, but there are a lot of things you can do that are going to give you 20%, 30%, prevent all these things uh, without even having to change your lifestyle very much. What, what is it that drives people to spend a million dollars to cure cancer, but not spend a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to prevent it? Do you have a thesis yeah. around that? So there's, there's so many factors. It's, it's similar to your point on like, what is the, like the single anti-aging drug? The, the human body and mind is such a complex thing, right? So we will need to look at the complexity and a number of things to do. But one of my guesses is that, that we as an industry, uh, we, we're still doing pretty 
bad job in terms of communicating the uh, importance of longevity, right? And for for you know, particularly for this, for some reason is you know, obviously you're competing with you know marketing budgets of you know huge conglomerates, right? Food producers, you know, big pharma, healthcare providers, etc. But even like it, just to you know change the mindset and have an opportunity to com- clearly communicate what's the importance and what is the value of adding an extra 25 years healthy and happy life right in the middle of your lifespan. Yeah, we, you know, we should do that. Like in, in every conference, if you ask like who wants to live to 120 years, you'll get 20% of hands on, right? Well, probably with the exception of, you know, Abundance 360. It's going to be 100%. So, People, it's, it goes so binary about longevity, which is saying, you know, uh, it's either like, oh, I mean, you know, I want to live longer or it's longevity. It's so depressing. Yeah, so it's fear. It is, yeah. So, you know, we need to work with this fear. We also need to show the, uh, you know, hope and opportunity there. But also it is about communicating and it is about creating uh sustainable economic model around longevity and i'm so happy it's it's finally uh you know starts to work like you know corporate longevity programs that i'm doing for free for huge corporations and it's amazing so you know how economically profitable it is for uh you know big companies to implement the to transform their corporate wellness program into corporate longevity program it's a huge retention tool and it feels good and it's and it saves you know, you know so many hours so, so not dying is a retention tool well <laughs> we are we all kind of species right and then the fear of that is, it's a is big thing. yeah it is yeah so whether we want it or not, we need to play in this. Because our problem is like we're so positive human beings. So we always think like, you know, if I'll stop someone in the street and, and show like the positive picture, they're like, what if you have like, you know, 20 years of, you know, extra life and realize your dream? It doesn't work for everybody. So the, unfortunately, it's a combination of fear and, you know, and, and opportunity uh, which should work. One question for you. You mentioned when you're investing in a longevity company, you you pay attention to it and you say, all right, is this going to be accessible to oh, a, a billions of people? Right. Is the price going to be able to come down? But do you also have a standard that says half of your research has to be done on women and some portion of this has to be done on people who aren't white? This is an amazing question. So my story... And, and we're so used to live and work in male-dominated environments. So you bankers. I, yeah, my, <laughs> this is, yeah. Well, not only, right? But I yeah, I, I take Silicon all the blame. Valley, huh? So uh, that's amazing stuff. So, you know, so I've done longevity for like three years. And it was all like, you know, 45 years old man talking to 45 years old man. Mm-hmm. Until... Uh, yeah, there was particularly kind of. Well, you have Elizabeth Blackburn. And yeah. I've had a bunch of anti aging oh, women yeah, yeah, yeah. on yeah. the show. Yeah, I mean, we have some beautiful women minds, you know, working on that. But then when you talk about the audience, you know, apparently there was one day, and, and there was just so many women around me. So I was talking about longevity. And like, you know, men approach to longevity is like, I'm in. And then when you talk to women, they always the questions like, what about my reproductive health, right? What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, 
and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD plus. It's what I use. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What about you know, my sexual life? You know, what, what, what I can bring to my kids, to my loved ones, to my parents? So I started, it was striking realization how view on longevity, as, which particularly like women dimension of that, has been neglected for decades. So, okay, so I'm writing now the brief for my you know, new book, which is going to be probably book number two or three, not the first one, which will come in the end of this year, uh, about the women aspects to longevity. And it's just fascinating, the menopause challenge, right? It's, a, it's just, it breaks people to the point that the UK is spending $9 billion on yeah. researching how to fix perimenopause because yeah. of the effect on the economy. Yeah. So yeah. we will hack that very soon. Exactly. And it's, and it's just fascinating. And then it's just completely different connection that I now can establish with uh, with the women part of the planet. It's just it's it's again you know think about kids, think about parents, reproductive health, and then women because of the menopause is such a radical change in terms of their aging mechanism. It's not like you know our testosterone declining for you know decades, right? Mm-hmm. They have this you know shocking experience that we all need to deal with and you know children the risk into opportunity. So um, it, it was eye-opening for me. I'm working on that. And it's been long awaited you know, for the planet to, take care, to be taken care of. Did you see the study about whales with menopause? No. But whales are you know, my favorite one. Yeah. What the study showed was that whales had menopause and evolutionary biologists had figured out, it was only one species of whales had this, that the reason that it's built in is wisdom. And they found that after the women, the mother whales, had menopause, that they were more focused on sharing whale knowledge with their grandkids. Oh, my God. And there are brain changes. And you know, my wife, Lana, is studying a lot of these. We wrote our first book on fertility and yeah. all that. And she's working with some clients on this stuff and on her own, frankly. And it's, it's really fascinating because there is a cognitive change. There's an energetic change. And 80% of women have about five to seven years of just complete massive symptoms that affect the quality of life. Not always the same symptoms. And 20% of women go through with no problem. Yeah. So the idea is how do we make the 20% the 80%? And what I think is going to happen here is what they've discovered in the UK. They can take a small piece of ovarian tissue. Yeah. They I've can heard about this one. bank yeah. it 
And then when you're about to go into perimenopause, they implant that and then you put off menopause by another 20 years. So for my daughter, you bet your ass when she's 21, I'm going to say, do you want this? And yeah. if it's still available and within my means, uh, I'm absolutely going to do that as a, as a gift because that might be another 20, 40, 50 years of, you know, my brain works the way I want it yeah. to work. I, we also could probably culture and, and with David Sinclair's work, we could yeah. reverse the biological age of ovarian tissue and then turn some stuff back on. And wow, wouldn't that be cool? It's amazing. And what I like about this is just you preserve the optionality, right? I mean, it's up to you in 20 years time whether you want to do this procedure or not. But, you know, by this time, we'll we'll get much more knowledge and experience in that. But it's, isn't it amazing? In like 10 years shift, it gives you the opportunity there. Because we so tend to kind of live on the premise that we're all going to live like 65, 75 years. And no, right now, that. I think majority of us, they will just go to 100, right? It's almost like, you know, we thought about our life is like, you know, first 25 years when you kind of study growing the kids, and then 25 years of work, and then 25 years of kind of retirement, right? Well, yeah, but, but it's most just of another, the retirement is taken up by hospitals and tubes yeah, in your nose, right? exactly. Yeah, that's, it's that's in a very fragile believe. stage. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I was just telling you the story that, yeah, I've done uh, BBC World News uh, appearance, and it was actually, apparently it was 110 million, uh, you know, people audience all around the world probably the largest yeah i addressed and and um funny enough they just took a video like really fragile people you know trying to do exercise in an extremely you know disadvantaged stage to illustrate that and i'm like guys you know what we need to change uh, our stereotypes about aging and and you know don't think about this as a risk and you know but more as an opportunity in all terms but when we age right you really won't be able to tell that someone is as old as they are, not because we did a whole bunch of cosmetic yeah, procedures, yeah. but because they're biologically pretty similar to someone who's uh, who's younger. And that means, yes, they might have regenerated some of the support scaffolding in their skin right. using light or sound waves or uh, whatever, you know, radioactive spiders. I, I have no idea. But we are getting all of those technologies tested, probably including the radioactive spiders. So when that happens... The picture of aging that I want people to, to take away from this show and from reading my book and hopefully your book when it comes out yeah. is you see the person who's somewhere in middle age, you can't really tell, but they're sitting there in a chair and they're surrounded by grandkids, right? Who are actually, whether it's their grandkids or not, it doesn't really matter, who are sharing their knowledge. Yeah. And that, that's the gift of aging. That's why it longevity is. for me is so important. It, is. it isn't that I want to live forever. In fact, I'm not sure I want to live forever, but it's that I want, as I accumulate more wisdom and I accumulate a better ability to disseminate it, then if I can have an extra 40 years of exponential wisdom collection, maybe we can solve some big problems that way. Maybe we can help a lot of people and, and a world full of wise people who have learned how to be kind, learned how to deal with their own sh who've learned how to deal with their own shit, frankly, you know, their own their own emotional stuff. Um, that's the world I want to live in. And this idea that only rich people want to live forever, could you imagine being one of the twenty thousand really wealthy people who lives a long time in a castle surrounded by poor people who die all the time, who you can't be friends with because yeah, they keep dying not. and yeah. who all are like want to kill you? Like no no wealthy person that I know, no wealthy person that you know wants that future. Yeah. So exactly. We we will share it to the maximum extent of our ability. And also this is the the other side of capitalism. People who are wealthy want to be even more wealthy unless they've signed the giving pledge or something yeah. like that. 
So do they want a longevity technology with a very small market or do they want a longevity technology that everyone on the planet can use? There's economic reasons to do it, there's sociological reasons, and there's selfish reasons, and all of them are alignment for longevity. That's why I think you're in the right space. I agree, yeah. That's that's been amazing. And and having conversation about to what extent we we can and we should extend our lives, it's amazing. I think the immortality aspect is a little bit different. So I'm doing my TEDx talk, I'm preparing that on morality of immortality and they and i started with like you know positive premise that you know we all gonna you know have the you know, option to to kind of almost extend our life on a permanent basis but then when i come back to like if we can should we but that's again immortality is a separate thing uh yeah but you know i agree this the paradigm of aging has changed a lot and you know we just need to you know, focus on this more and, you know, bring the world an opportunity to extend exactly happy and, you know, healthy stage uh, of our life, anywhere between, you know, 25, 45 years. I want the spoiler. Is it, is it ethical to live, to be an immortal? Okay, so it's very difficult to give like generic answer to that. So I'll just give it straight from my okay. heart. I don't want to be immortal, right? I think if you take out from human life cycle, the moment of death, is that we just, we keys to be humans. I love it that you said that because it's very hard to have life if you don't have death. They're polar opposites. Yeah, and if exactly. you remove one of a polar opposite, what's left? I don't know that we know, but my real goal isn't to live to at least 180. It's to die at a time and by a method of my choosing. Like that is the ultimate freedom. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like Japanese retirement. It's like you die in the office in the age of, you know, 85 years and then full of, you know, uh, energy, you know, hopes for the life. And yeah, and with the feeling that you gave so many wisdom and experience and you shared with the, with the new generations. So that this is then, and, you know, I agree with you. And I, I hope that that, that doesn't offend our, our transpersonal friends who are so convinced they're going to upload themselves to the internet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't you feel like you just pissed off half your friends? Uh, no, they, I mean, they love me. I mean, <laughs> I know. They, yeah, they need someone who is uh, who are uh, kind of less radical about the kind of life extension, etc. And But sometimes it can be, I mean, they're so used to it. So like, you know, discussing the, you know, going through cryogenic procedure, or what you can do in this country, you can do, you can like, you know, work only with your head. You don't need to preserve all your body. Some, for me, it's just still kind of shocking. And in the end of the day, <laughs> I think it's just too radical. Uh, it, it, but, you know, it's someone needs to be the first, right? So if we would not receive these shocking wake-up calls, we wouldn't think, okay, I need much more moderate, accessible, you know, understandable, uh, you know, version of you know, life extension, right? I, I'm happy they're doing it uh, because I want to see the science and I think it's going to be necessary for us to learn how to freeze and wake ourselves up yeah. when we're alive. Uh, so that we can do things like space travel and and yeah. whatever. There's probably a medical case for that, but there's there's some fundamental questions about you know, what is life. You know, is there such a thing yeah. as a soul and the yeah. reincarnation that half the planet believes yeah. in? And I I don't know. I, I am very skeptical that cutting your head off and freezing it that that's still going to be but, you, you, when you, you wake know. Up. I mean, every huge technological advance started with some kind of crazy and sometimes not really working thing. So, you know, let's come back to this kind of variant, you know, freezing, menopause delaying, uh, you know, mechanism, right? It, I mean, it has cryogenic component, right? 
So, you know, I, I think we just, uh, you know, we just need to accept the diversity of opinions, of views of life, and, you know, see the positive role of, you know, some of the really forward thinking, some of the radical thinking that we can, you know, obviously, you know, justify and adjust for, uh, you know, the mass population. I mean, Aubrey de Grey came on the show and you know, he, he's, no, are you kidding? We can totally freeze people. And, yeah. and it really is quite passionate about it. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong on that front. I wouldn't bet on it right now, though. So we shall see. Do you invest in stuff like that? I mean, radical uh, stuff. No, no. Uh, so we, well, this we have like three to five percent of our portfolio, which is like we dedicate to the visionary part. Mm-hmm. So that stuff that we currently looking at is human brain AI integration, non-invasive one. Because I think oh, invasive. We're talking about take, forty years of Zen. Then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, this is my. I told you, my dream is actually go through forty years of Zen program, uh, probably in the end of this year. Nice. So that's that's um, that's one. Um, we're looking at human avatars. Specifically, I'm interested in the robotic part of it. So we look, we're currently looking at three Japanese companies because the robotic culture is is kind of less shocking and radical for Japanese mm-hmm. rather than for the rest of the world. I mean, they're doing some amazing stuff in terms of that. And then replaceable body parts, uh, uh, organ regeneration, you know, just this whole switching from biological view of human body and mind to much more engineering uh, view of that. Okay. It is an engineering perspective and it's got a lot of quantum stuff that we're just figuring out and a lot of distributed network behaviors throughout our tissues that no one ever thought of because we couldn't see the signals. Yeah, well, that's why, you know, arrival of artificial intelligence is like extremely helpful here, right? So like half of the companies that we invested in is, has enormous AI component there. What is the company that you're most excited about right now? Um, Well, it's probably two of them. Okay. If I can cover two, right? Yeah. So one is in Silicon Medicine, and uh, <laughs> these are the guys. Yeah. I, I was an advisor to that guy's uh, anti-aging oh, uh, yeah. research portfolio before before he started in Silicon. Okay, keep yeah, going. Yeah. I love Alex Silicon. Javaronkov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex is great. Amazing guy, you yeah. know, be, uh, beautiful soul. So I mean, they've been able to compress the first two or three years of drug development cycle into 45 days. Isn't it amazing, right? And then affordability of drugs is a huge issue for mm-hmm. all of us. And supplements too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and he has actually you know, a couple of beautiful supplements that he's done with Life Extension. I push him all the time that like he should do, you know, collaboration with uh, Bulletproof and with Dave. So we need to come back to that. Uh, but he's done some amazing stuff there. And, you know, with the average drug taking $2.6 billion to develop in like somewhere around 12 years, isn't it insane? Well, isn't 80% of that regulatory burden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, if you think about the um, aging regulation, the, one of the biggest inflection points that we're all going to see in the next five to seven years is recognition aging this disease. So go today to Walgreens. Uh, well, you can go to, you know, Upgrade Lab and, or Bulletproof <laughs> Store. They will be welcome there if you ask, like, give me something anti-aging. But, you know, go to Walgreens and CVS today and ask for anti-aging medicine. They would like, you, you, are you you'll crazy? Get a, you'll get a, a one-a-day one pill for yeah. old people is what you'll yeah. get. And they were like, oh, uh, we don't do that. And then last person who died, you know, um, out from aging in U.S., you know, died back in 1951. And right after that, they stopped just recognize aging as as a kind of reason for that. 
right? Isn't that insane? This is go against what we all know. So, so we can't die of old age anymore. We have to have something oh, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So recognition aging is disease. will just be the economic model. So think about cancer. The reason why we're winning cancer is 60 to $70 billion of R&D money from big pharma, from biotech investors, which is coming into anti-cancer treatment. And it's another you know, 10, 15 years until you know, cancer will be in the past. Yeah, I do hope so. Uh, but then, and think about anti-aging and less than two billion a year of you know crazy you know uh, optimistic you know people's money. So as soon as we kind of push through you know FDA and and I'm I'm part of UK parliamentary group on national longevity strategies. This is exactly what we're working on: the value of human you know health oh, data wow. and 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 recognition aging is disease. Is Tom Watson in there with you? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, good deal. He, he he would have to be. Okay. He's of the perfect course. guy. Okay. But then what I'm saying is that. If you can create the economic model for you know investing in aging, it's going to be not two billion a year. It's going to be another at least a hundred billion a year, and we we will solve this problem. So that's I'm coming back to your question. So what are the most exciting? So in silica medicine and you know Alex, uh, uh, great. The other one is and it's a company called Late Genesis. It's a part of uh, portfolio. Late Genesis. L A Genesis. L Y. Oh, Light Genesis. Light Genesis. Yeah. So it's a part of. Portfolio of a company called Juvenescence. We also invested in that. You know, founded by uh, Jim Mellon and Greg Bailey. We have so many exciting stuff on on longevity front. But so what Light Genesis um, doing is well, think about um, liver uh, transplantation. So it's eight hundred thousand dollars procedure. Mm-hmm. We have an enormous queue, like a waiting list of people, you know, waiting for you know uh, donors' liver, and it's and it's you know it's just not solvable in the current uh, you know healthcare paradigm. So what they do, they split donors' uh, liver in fifty to sixty pieces, and they use endoscopic procedure to put this kind of piece of liver inside your lymph node. So then it's it's your like you know artificial or your kind of liver number two is just growing inside your body for you know, in the course of you know four to six months. Isn't it amazing? And 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 the interesting stuff. So, so you're is, using a lymph node, kind of like a womb, to grow yeah, your own new liver. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's like zero you know, autoimmune rejection because your body doesn't think that this is you know foreign object inside you and it's well think about what what will happen with the cost of this you know liver it, transplant it'll save yeah and of what, lives. The recovery and the quality of life of the patients i mean that's just amazing and transformational and you know it's peter and i going mid-february to visit like genesis lab in pittsburgh you know but yeah I, so i haven't been there but you know some of my you know academic uh, professionals you know team members of you know longevity vision fund who travel there for due diligence it, it, this was an amazing experience and, and you know, what they had in their life. Right? And they've seen a lot. That is, it's amazing. And I love it that this is happening. 20 years ago, when I started this, uh, working at this anti-aging nonprofit group in Silicon Valley, it was funded by, in 1993, by one of the, the three guys who invented Ethernet, you know, the yeah. networking standard by geeks and it was one of these sort of homebrew computer club style things with a bunch of people way older than me figuring out the anti-aging things that worked and i would not have predicted that we'd have longevity focused investment funds this soon so you're one of the very leading uh, minds doing this stuff and you've really dug deep on it and what i love the most about it is that you started this by going 
what the hell? You want me to be on these drugs for the rest of my life? What what else can yeah. I do? You started hacking yourself. And once you start doing that, you realize, uh, how far can you go with this? And the answer is no one knows yet. But you can increase your intelligence. You can live longer. You can feel better where you live longer. You can change your hormones and all this cool stuff. And no one was figuring out how to make this available for everyone. And it requires investment. So just thank you for thank doing you. that. Thank you. And with 100 million fund, you know, we became the largest longevity focus you know, fund in the world. So that's, I mean, by it, it's, it doesn't show how genius we are. It's how fragile and immature the industry is. Because as you said, by financial industry terms, 100 million yeah, is, it, is it's like a almost tiny, like a penance. Yeah. It's, it's like a flea on a... <laughs> It's like a flea on a camel's back. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very small. <laughs> it but is. still, let's take that 100 million and celebrate it because it'll lead to hopefully a few really positive outcomes. And then all the other people who are backing funds yeah. will say, wait, let's put a little bit of our assets yeah. there. And frankly, focusing on longevity instead of we're going to solve this one disease yeah. is probably worth doing. Of course, it might be more comprehensive, you know, top down. We looking at the, you know, causes of aging rather than, you know, being symptomatic as, you know, current healthcare paradigm. I want you as a final question I interview to paint a picture of what you think the world's going to look like in 100 years. Ooh. Okay. Um so the components of that, right? Um I think we all will have an opportunity to um leave 200 healthy and happy years 200 healthy and happy uh, years. Okay. i do think that are we, you gonna be around then uh yes right. <laughs> actually funny enough i did a back on envelope calculation of what are the piece of real estate i need to rent for for my 150 years birthday so you're looking at sea levels yeah so what i yeah so what i've done is actually if you like think about immediate family immediate family and yeah. like immediate friends is like fifteen thousand. you know uh, uh people partying so what is that? Is Madison Square Garden or what do I need to rent? So there's, there's a lot of funny implications on kind of real estate, on how yeah. we're going to live. So uh, I think we're all going to have you know, a lot of years to realize our dreams. I think we it, work will be done by you know artificial intelligence with our limited uh, involvement. I think we'll all have universal you know basic income and and we, we we I think there's huge opportunity to come back to our roots to our hearts and my, you know our minds you know saving the world making the world a better place sharing the wisdom you know as you said that's great and then you know obviously infrastructurally it's all going to be you know, our supplements going to be 3d printed you know every morning on the basis of deficiencies that have been identified you know last night and you know we all have an opportunity to you know replace you know, fragile parts of our body and we all and think about even neurogenerative diseases i think this whole you know my integration of human brain with artificial intelligence, you can always kind of use AI for compensation of certain you know, uh, degeneration effect as well. So there's, there's so many exciting things that we can do with uh, human uh, uh, body and mind. But I, what I would like to underline that it's worth starting today with small changes in, in our lives, eating healthy, you know, focus more on our sleep and, and meditation, doing act of kindness, you know, looking at how you can, you know, turn your diet and supplement it with, you know, additional substances, you know, minerals, etc. you know, doing more vegetables and then, you know, doing annual checkup uh, regularly, right? And identifying early risk in your health rather than waiting for stage four cancer and then, you know, trying to find another million dollar for the, the last hope. 
I love that message. I'm fully in alignment with it. Keep doing what you're doing, Sergey. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank you for aspiration as well. You were one of the guys like Peter, Tony Robbins, and you who just pushed me to start to think about this whole thing, about not only changing the you know, life of mine and my, my kids and people whom I know, but also creating like one billion you know, movement and you know, changing one billion lives mission. So thank you for that. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Keep doing it. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.